Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. Mass journalist, what up? Yeah, that's right. It's Thursday. You remember. I literally just got into the hotel room here in Minnesota. Guys, give me a thumbs up if you can uh, if you can hear me. Adrian, what up? K9 Ampton, what's going on? CJ dot Lacey. What's going on? Week has gone by very quickly. I agree. <clears throat> I agree. I didn't even get to I didn't even like promote the live or remind you guys that today was Thursday because we've just been on the move all day today. Harry, what's going on? Caught that big body in yesterday's game against Columbus. Good work, Quincy. Thanks, man. You know, got the last couple minutes there, which was nice. <clears throat> Shannon, what's going on? Welcome to the live. Chris, what up? Let's see. Try to plug it on my blog phone. We can do this. Greetings from Australia. We're international with this, guys. You guys can hear me okay, yeah? We're good? Playing game awareness. Thank you. I'm actually <clears throat> uh, K9. I'm actually getting some of my like training clips because I've, I've you know I've been playing a couple minutes here and there, but uh, some of our training clips. So then we could kind of show that and do some maybe have Ross do some uh, practice analysis, just breaking down like my training sessions and stuff. If you guys would be interested in that, Joe, what's going on? England 2130. Welcome to the live. I I come, Munis. I come, Munis. Welcome, uh, Macedo. What's going on? Yeah, I got the vlog phone. Um, usually, I run the live off the vlog phone. Right now, I'm running it off of my actual phone, so the headphones would work better, <clears throat> just in case. Because I'm in the hotel right now. Yo, what up, guys? You know what it is. It is. The Ask a Soccer Pro Show. I'm not sure what episode we're on. I'm going to have to talk to Todor. Todor helps me edit these and get them um, re-uploaded. As you guys know or may not know, we do the Ask a Soccer Pro Show every Thursday at 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, where you get to speak to, currently, just right now, it's just you get to speak to me, Quincy Maracois, in my 11th year professional in Major League Soccer. And uh, what we talk about here on the Ask the Soccer Pro Show, if this is your first time joining or watching the replay, is the MSL. I know I said I play in the MLS, but I'm really playing in the MSL, the Mental Strength League. It's a game that you are either aware or unaware of you your participation in. And members of this game, members like myself, are actively playing in it. And if you ain't playing the game, you're getting played. So we talk about ways to develop your mental strength, which in turn will build your confidence both on and off the field, as well as figure out how to get where get you from where you are 
to where it is you want to go. We're all about goal setting, creating a community of uh, personal responsibility and uh, applying what we learn, teach, and sharing what we've learned and teach through our own personal experiences. That's what we do here at Perfect Soccer. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to have you guys joining me for another episode. Andy, what up? Shout out, Andy. Andy got himself uh, his very own perfect hat over on the Perfect Soccer store, I think like two weeks ago. <clears throat> so thanks for the support, man. I appreciate that. If any of you guys are interested, I don't have any of my merch on right now, actually. It's got it in the bag. But if you guys want to purchase some Perfect Soccer merch and help us keep doing what we're doing, head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash store and check out what we've got in the store um, regularly. Uh, but Andy, I'm doing... I'm doing well, man. Uh, finding a groove, finally kind of getting settled in with DC. Um, I'd say that this was probably the most difficult, <clears throat> the difficult, most difficult trade slash move of my career so far, mainly just because, you know, I have a family now and then um, just an adjustment of my overall like uh, contract situation and um, where we're having to live and, uh, learning how this organization runs and um just everything man it's been a lot it's been a lot but you know it's kept me kept me going yo sightsee my teammate and roommate thanks for the support brother i appreciate it um he actually he took off so we could do the live here so i appreciate that man uh, Chris asked where do you make your merch from looking for making some for my channel um Depending on what it is that we're doing, we'll uh, manufacture uh, stuff here directly in the states. So we'll find uh, we'll find people who are manufacturing uh, products here in the states, and then my sister does a little bit of product development on the design side. And then we also have some manufacturers over in Pakistan as well as China. But um, in China, it's not it's not usually for any merchandise. Though we've been speaking to uh, um, some different manufacturers to to figure out that side of things. Um, Mass.Journal said, I want to buy something but can't decide. We'll decide on it all. There you go. <clears throat> um, let's see. Still waiting for perfect soccer jean jackets. Um, I think we'll, I need to tell Sarita that – and we've talked about this a lot, guys. I told you we've got a bunch of stuff that's been going on in the <laughs> – we've got a bunch of stuff that's been going on in the background um, that we've been trying to get in order. So there are – 13 people on the perfect soccer team who help us run everything that uh, we've kind of been building out. We've been working on all of our systems and processes and getting things aligned with the products and services that we want to bring to you, right? Our first and our, our biggest concern and the biggest thing we've been pushing for the last like three or four years is really just education and sharing with you guys what it is that we've learned um, and how we've gotten here and really broken that down. So before I really wanted to start promoting anything directly or you know directing you guys to purchase things or or sign up for any programs I wanted to make sure that what it is we wanted to do was in alignment with what we feel everyone needs on top of being what they want um, not only that I also wanted it to be taught and shared in a manner that everyone on our team on the perfect soccer team understood the values of the company why we're doing this and how we're going to uh, going about to build the company and also fostering the relationships i've been uh having with you guys who've obviously been joining in live watching the replays watching the channel every day with ross going um on the youtube channel as well as getting a copy of our book 
shout out uh, our book, perfectsoccerskills.com slash book, if you haven't gotten that already. Yo, Chris Durkin, shout out. I, re- I You know what I mean? I love my teammates. My DC teammates be showing me mad support. They're following the Perfect Soccer account. They join in on the lives. They pop in here and there. Durkin's on the, the up and coming. Man's is going to be uh, U.S. national team standout in the next five or six years. Got the right mentality. Dominating the MSL. Loving that. <clears throat> but, yeah, like I was saying, so those things are those things are in the works. And uh, you guys will start really seeing that stuff come together and start promoting. Um, or not even necessarily promoting it as more, I'd say, like sharing all the things that we've kind of put together. Um, having said that, I was tying that into the fact that um, was talking about getting the Perfect Soccer jean jacket up. I need to just have those put up even though they're expensive. And if you guys are wanting to get uh, get one, like why would I deny you the ability to do that? Um, so I will get, I will get, I'll make a point to make sure I get that stuff up because I know a lot of you guys are liking some of the custom stuff that Serena's been making for me. So you've seen them on a couple of the lives. Let's see what we got here. <clears throat> Okay, nine said sites. Thanks for your time in Houston. That's what's up. Um, a Nunez said, "How's Rooney? He's a top level player, man. Um, <laughs> is he human? Uh, with uh, with a silent but deadly. Do you have the mental strength to not smile until someone else smile until smiles? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, you guys in the comment sections are next levels." Let's see. Any comment. Thank you, Andy. So yeah, guys. Like I said, I've been. Uh, <clears throat> we're traveling today. We had training. We had individual, well, like a small team training session. Half the guys who had started and stuff were getting their recovery and doing massages and stuff. While maybe five or six of us went out to the training field and got a good session in. <laughs> And then came back, team lunch, then came back, got showered, turned in our stuff, and then had to head to the airport. So I literally just got to the room two minutes before I had to go on the live. So um, usually I'll pre-plan the, t- the topic of the day for the live we're going into, but it's been a hectic, hectic couple of days. So you guys know what it is. This is your opportunity to get any and all questions answered, whether that's uh, soccer-related or not soccer-related, on the field or off the field. So... Um, Oh, look at that. Burn Bomb joined as well, too. What up, Burn Bomb? Yo, look at my teammates uh, showing support. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, so uh, if you guys aren't following my teammates, make sure you go follow them. Um, everyone's starting to step their social media game up, so it's cool to see. Uh, Nunez asked, what's the worst part of practice? Um... I've had worst parts of practice at different organizations. So like when I was with Montreal, the worst part of practice for me was our warm up. Um, it was it was like it was super long and we it had a bunch of running and you guys know I hate running, so like that was the worst part of practice for me there. I'd say the worst part of practice what is the worst part of practice? Fitness. Like if you have to do fitness, that sucks. Yeah, it's official meme says running. Yeah, the worst part of practice is running. The best part of practice is playing like mini uh, small-sided games. 
and mini games. Those are always fun. Um, let's see, worst. Maybe worst part of practice is knowing that you're not going to play small sided games. So you're just going out there to do like, you know, the boring stuff, the, the stuff that's necessary, but the boring stuff, which is like working on like tactical positioning and like going through like um, positional drills and stuff where you don't really get to have any competition or play. Uh, when it's going to be a day like that, that's usually that's usually not too fun, but you've got to do it. So, um, yeah. So that's you know what it is. Uh, <laughs> official meme: arguably the best player in the world, high fiving Wayne Rooney. It it can't be disputed, to be honest. We've got the we've got the proof. So let's see. <clears throat> Who's my roommate? The the one known as Anthony asks, who's my roommate? Uh, Sites. Sites is my roommate. Chris Sites is my roommate. Um, uh, he's actually just joined the live. I think the, the guys went down the hall to play some cards or something. So he gave me the room so I could do the live. Um, England asked, do you have any videos on stretching? I'm trying to think if Ross has done any just straight up like recovery stuff on fitness Fridays. I would first check, so go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash fitness Friday, and that'll pull up the playlist for all the fitness Fridays. And you can search there and see if there's anything directly on there. Like we've, Ross has shot a couple hundred videos. So um, if he hasn't, I'll make sure to make a note that we start doing that as well too, because we want to make sure we're, we're covering all bases on that. And uh, I'm not sure if we've actually ever done a direct video on stretching and uh, post-game, pre-game recovery. So let's see. Okay, Andy said, if not for Perfect Soccer, do you think you'd have a strong social media presence? And uh, the answer to that question would be yes. The reason why I would say yes, I'd actually have a much stronger social media presence because that would be the vehicle that I would be able to most quickly build uh, my business. So. Obviously, I started Perfect Soccer because I'm in soccer and I've seen the issues and problems in the soccer space that I would like to address and help people overcome. Um, but if I wasn't if I wasn't in soccer, I'd obviously still be in business in some capacity. And to best grow and promote your business would be through understanding, learning, and implementing social media strategies. So, to be honest, I probably would have a stronger one because I'd spend much more time dedicated to it so as you guys know like I do the show uh, once a week um, and a lot of my time up till at least getting to this point was building a team to help me be able to implement this as well as do the things that would be happening so pretty much all the stuff you see Ross doing on a daily basis yeah all the stuff you see Ross doing on a daily basis if you multiply that by like five or ten that's what I would be doing every single day if if um, if I wasn't doing the soccer, because that would be the vehicle that, that would be what I'd be talking about, that's what I'd be doing, that's what I'd be promoting, that's what I, the, I'd have much, much more time to dedicate to kind of doing that and doing this. Like, so for instance, if I wasn't playing soccer anymore and I was just solely dedicated on building perfect soccer, you guys would probably see me on the account every single day, just like you see Ross, and then you'd also see, I'd have more time to be able to showcase all the things that we're doing and building in the background to make all this thing run. Um, I'm not I, like last year when I was with San Jose, 
I vlogged as best I could and I could show you kind of like one piece of what it was like from the perspective of just like in the locker room to the to the best degree that I was able to do it but I'd probably be doing that in totality because I'd have much much more time and much more mental capacity and physical capacity to do it obviously the the amount of energy both physical and mental that goes into playing at the professional level is a lot and to be able to balance that my you know uh my friendships and relationships my my marriage my kids my kid i have a second one on the way um and then also build my businesses and manage my team that's a lot of moving parts so um i would just have more i'd have more of ability to kind of dedicate to that um uh, another question running for running running as punishment for playing poorly I think that it's a, it's a, I think that's okay. I think it's almost kind of necessary because um, it's kind of a win-win. If you know you're going to run if you do poorly or lose, then you'll run harder in the game and give more effort. And that will lessen the likelihood that you played poorly so you won't have to run after the game. And if you didn't put in that effort and do what you need to do on the field, then you probably need to run to to punish your punish your team or individual players for not putting forth the effort necessary to to play up to the standard or level that's required where they're at. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with discipline, self-discipline or coaching discipline for I think it's necessary. And I think however you choose to discipline, I think what's most important is that you're consistent in your discipline. I don't think if you're going to punish for playing poorly, then you always punish for playing poorly. You don't punish only sometimes for playing poorly. Um, if you reward people for doing well, you reward them. You reward each person for doing well, for doing the same thing. You punish each person for doing something equally. I think that's the best way to maintain team culture and keep everyone bought in on the long term because everyone knows what to expect. I think teams fragment and there's issues and problems when uh, they know what to expect on the negative side not on the positive so like if you know that you perform well you do well you'll be rewarded fairly then you can have trust and faith and belief in that system that coach that leader to do the things that you feel will get you that praise or accomplishment but then i also think it's on the responsibility of the leader coach whoever's in charge who's putting that in place to uh to um, always follow through on that because if, if not that slowly erodes the culture and the the team dynamic because there there are many people who aren't necessarily as outspoken and willing to share their thoughts and opinions like myself and but that still doesn't mean that they're not going to change their actions or behavior based on what they see so I think that's something that a lot of people miss from the perspective of like, oh, okay, well, no one said anything and nothing happened right now. But just because no one said anything and nothing happened right now doesn't mean that people aren't going to change their behavior and what it is that they're doing moving forward, which may be the reason why you look back a week, two weeks, a month, six, seven months, a year from now and go, why aren't we where we where we were before? And it's really many times it comes down, comes down to that. Small changes occur over time to create big 
differences. We talked about that, guys. Linear versus exponential thinking, experience being exponential. You know what it is. Um, Gable, welcome to the live. Uh, Owen Carter joined and asked, Yo, do you remember me from the crew game? I showed you that I follow the perfect soccer account. Yes, I do. So shout out Owen. Owen was uh, <clears throat> Owen was at the Columbus game last night and uh, gave Perfect Soccer a shout out over on the side when I was coming out the tunnel. So shout out Owen. Thank you for the support. I appreciate it. Also, uh, Moody was was at the game, and Moody got himself a game jersey. So shout out Moody for all the support. I appreciate that and being at the game. You gotta take a picture, man. Tag us in the account so I can reshare it. Um, the one known as Anthony said, I remember the Quincy Time videos when you were with Chicago. Yeah, I republished those over on uh, my personal YouTube account. So you can always go rewatch those ones if you want to. There's a couple good ones. I'll start resharing the old stuff as well, too. I think a lot of people are didn't, didn't know about the Quincy Time episodes and the stuff we did while I was out in Chicago. So uh, those are decent. Legend has it that Portland goalkeeper is still in the air from trying to save the chip. I mean, those ones don't come back. What is the first thing Joe asked? What is the first thing we should focus on when writing goals? Uh, uh, just call me, uh, the one known as Anthony said, just call me Anthony. All right, Anthony, I got you. Uh, Joe, what is the first thing we should focus on when writing goals? Well, so let's, let's break it down. Step one. So like goal writing, I think, the first thing would be just write down everything on paper that you think you want to do or you think you'd like to do or you know you want to do. So just write it all down. Get everything out. Nothing, Nothing's too big. Nothing's too small. Nothing's too stupid. Just whatever. Get it all down and just get everything out of your head and all the things that you can think of in every category and way that you can. And now you can like physically see it. You're looking at it on paper and then I would uh, I'd categorize, I'd categorize them maybe um, short-term, medium, and long-term goals. And then I'd start prioritizing. I start breaking them down. And what you'll notice is maybe some of your goals are like the same or accomplishing one goal would knock off four other goals on your list. So let me give you an example. Do I have our goals? Let me pull it up and let me see if I've got it on here. Yeah, like I said, guys, I, I only – I haven't explained my processes for stuff, so that's why it's great when you guys ask me questions because then I can break down like – I know what I do, but then I break it down into like steps that you guys can do so it's easier. So maybe I spent like 15, 20 hours figuring out how to best do something and then tried it and tested it for a long time. And then when you guys ask me, I can think about what I did and I go like, oh, okay, well, I wasted 15 hours doing this. Actually, this last three hours is all you – all I need to do, so let me see if I have one. I have multiple notebooks, so I, and I'm a visual person, visual learner. So let me see if I can find the page that I put this on. It's like, ten one of these ones. So I can show you that I actually did it. Okay, so there you go. So, so for instance, 
these are all, like I said, a bunch of goals, things that you write down on, on paper, right? So you're writing them all down. These are things that you want to do, stuff that you want in the future, whatever it is, doesn't matter what it is, right? And then, and then, so you're getting them all down on paper first. And then you can see on the side, I, I number them like, I give them a score, one through five. One means like, I like it, it'd be cool, but I don't, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Like it's just something that I'd, I'd like, it's just something that I had. So for instance, and then a five would be like, yeah, for sure a thousand percent, um, like that's top priority. So then I go through and I, I, I write them down. <clears throat> So uh, let me give you guys some examples. So let's say, uh, so Serena and I do this together. So uh, we wanna own our own racetrack, right? So that's a goal, that's something that we want. Like uh, we wanna buy a vacation home um, in every state. That's a goal that we have. Uh, we wanna make our own Neverland Ranch, right? So own our own jet or at least have an on-call pilot. Um, never drive again, uh, new wardrobe every month. Um, have a Maybach, one farm, at home, hairstylist. So that's like, that's a couple of them, right? So like I said, literally anything, doesn't matter how big, small, dumb, doesn't matter. Hairstylist, that's kind of dumb, but whatever. Like that'd be cool to have. So then you're going back through and you're numbering them one through five. One being like, not really that big of a deal. Five being like, you know what, this, I, I really want that. That's what I want to do. That's part of whatever. So then we go through. So like own a racetrack, we gave a two. Buy a vacation home in every state, that's a three. We don't need a vacation home in every state, but being able to be able to do that would be a cool goal, right? Make our own Neverland. We said five. We want to be able to do that. Like a centralized place where all our family and friends, we can host events and do everything, all of that. So that's a five, right? Own a jet or an on-call pilot, that's a three. Cool, would be cool to have, but not necessary, right? Never drive again, too. Like, I don't mind driving, but also you spend a lot of time driving. So if you never drove again, how much per, how much more productive could you be if you had a personal driver? How many more things could you get done if you weren't spending time driving? Stuff like that, right? Um, have a Maybach, two. Want a farm, three. Off the home grid, four. Hairstylist, one, right? So then you'd recategorize them into, and you break them all down, and then you put all the fives in one place, right? So of the fives that we had, so those were some of the goals. So we wrote down like 40, 50 things, right? So of the fives we had, um, build a billion dollar company, sign a $100,000 client per year, buy a business per year, one family trip per year, uh, send our parents on two trips per year, start our own bank, have a trust fund, one passive investment property per year, two business ideas in five years, uh, our kids learn three languages, make, uh, or make our own Neverland in the next five to 10 years, right? So those were all the fives. All the other fours get lower, threes, twos, one. And then you break down all the fives and you put them in order of which one, if you accomplished, accomplishes the other ones, right? And it simply came down here. So the very top one was build, build a billion dollar company. If we build a billion dollar company, everything else on our goals list gets accomplished, right? Everything that we everything that we wrote and wrote down gets accomplished if we just accomplish that one goal. So what that helps us do is then go, okay, we don't need to focus on any of those other things. And this is the thing that I've talked a lot to you guys about, like my focus every time I stepped on the field was 
giving 100% of my effort every, and still is, give 100% of my effort on the field every single time because I don't know if I'll ever get to play a game, the game again tomorrow. That has been my focus, that's all I do. And I think by doing that on my, in, on my road of playing soccer, on my process of playing soccer, becoming a professional athlete became an opportunity, became a milestone on that path. So thinking of that, like doing that is equivalent to saying, building a billion dollar company. That's my centralized focus goal. That's the thing that I focus on doing every single day. If I'm working towards that, the other things will happen. If I focus on giving 100% of my effort every single day I'm on the field, over time, that's going to, uh, over time, Playing at the college level will become an opportunity. Playing at the professional level will become an opportunity. Traveling, to, traveling the world, uh, playing with the level of teammates and players that I play that I play with, have played with, and cur currently play with, is is um is a result of it. Isn't the reason I did it, right? So, for us, the centralized vision is building a billion dollar company, and then you go, okay, perfect soccer. We believe with the market, with where soccer is in America, with how. Uh, we looked at it when we started the company, like, what was that, six years ago? I'm going like, this This has the opportunity and ability to be a billion dollar company. If we learn, implement and execute, build the community and provide as much value as we possibly can to those who are part of our brand, right? Um, our purpose is to over deliver value and leave every exchange having given more than we received. And I believe if we do that for 10, 15, 20 years, we will build a billion dollar company. And if we, if we do that in, in 10, 15, 20 years, we will accomplish every single goal we have written on our list. So when people are asking me, what do you focus on and what do you do and how do you do it? That's how I do it. That's what I do. And now you learn to ignore shiny objects or other things that can distract you. Because many, I know many young people say, I don't know what I want to do. Or I don't know how to do it. Or I don't know what's going on. The biggest thing is saying you haven't picked something that you're laser focused on that you can ignore everything else. That's why you're not necessarily sure of what you want to do because you don't, you're, for me, in conversations and speaking with people, my thought is more so you're scared of what you're going to miss out on by picking one thing. But what I'm hopefully going to be able to get you to understand is by picking one thing, all those other things will become available to you. Right? Hopefully that makes sense. If you guys are understanding that, let me know your thoughts in the comments um, below. Do you write down your goals? Have you written down your goals? Have you thought about it like that before? Um, what are some things that you're, you're doing well? What are things that you could be doing better. Andy say, I'd be getting hell inspired. Well, great. I'm, I'm happy to hear that, but I will be more happy to hear that that inspiration turns into action, right? Um, three S's of self-awareness, guys. Self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability. Self-honesty, um, taking, or sorry, uh, being accountable, holding yourself accountable. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one -on -one directly? Now you can with Be Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash be pro. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. 
getting inspired. Self initiative is taking action on that inspiration. What are you going to do? Self accountability. What are you going to do to hold yourself accountable to what you you said you're inspired to do? So, um, Joe said, wanted to start. Wanted to start. So, thank you for answering. Yeah, of course, man. Of course, I'll be happy to. Uh, once you've clarified it and written it down, uh, write out all your goals on a Instagram story. Share it and tag us in it, and tag me in it, and uh, send us an email of it. Put that out in the universe, man. Hold your, it'll, it'll be good. Uh, you let them know your goals so they know what you said you want to do. So you're gonna want to make sure you're doing things that align with what you said you want to do. It's a powerful, powerful way of tricking self, MSL, to accomplishing your goals because that's really what you're doing. You're uh, I think society and the things around you are are teaching you to slowly self-sabotage to be comfortable when getting your making yourself uncomfortable and consistency and persistence over time is how you you accomplish your goals. Um, uh, Owen asks, how hours a week should one be doing individual training? Uh, that really comes down to your level of aspirations in the game. If you just want to be, you know, if you're you're wanting to play at the fun youth youth level or just, you know, the Sunday league, you don't have to do extra individual training. But if you're wanting to get to the collegiate level, um, <coughs> I would say if you're not dedicating, especially now, it's different than when I was growing up, you could do less. You could do less when I was growing up because there wasn't as much competition. With the competition in soccer in, the sp in, in this country and the amount of attention and money that's coming towards it, that's no longer the case. If you're not spending at least an hour a day dedicated to improving your craft, whether that's being a student of the game, like watching Tactical Tuesday videos that Ross is posting, uh, in-depth with Ross series, reading our blog posts, uh, participating in the Ask the Soccer Pro show, right? This is this is an this is an hour. So this is an hour of your time every Thursday that you're spending to be a student of the game. And then an hour tomorrow you may be spending doing uh, Fitness Friday's ex additional work. Um, and then Saturday, Sunday you're doing more research or doing individual drills, one one skill, one drills on Saturday, Sundays, or you have your games on the weekends. This depends. That depends on the level you're at. Then you say Monday going into an in-depth with Ross and then maybe doing more soccer homework for yourself, reading the book, participating in the community, Tactical Tuesday, breaking that down, going through all of those, re-going over old formations, understanding your position, learning the positions of the other, the other team, right? The reason we broke down the YouTube channel is because you basically can use that video of the day as your basis for learning. And then, you know, maybe the video's five to 10 minutes long, then you're being a student of the concept that we did for that day and implementing what it is that you put in. So, um, yeah, at least an hour a day. An hour a day, so you're saying five, and that's additional hours. So you're saying minimum five hours per week. Um, minimum, minimum. Let's say two hours being a student of the game and at least three hours of implementing skills um, repetitive skill stuff that will improve your first touch and, and um, your technical ability over time. And then from there, the level you want to get to, those hours dramatically increase, right? You're wanting to play at a Division 
college level, say 10 hours, you want to eventually get to the professional level of saying 15 to 20 hours a week, every week. And if you, if that sounds like a lot to you and something you don't want to do, then okay, then that's okay. But you, you're not wanting to get to a top level because there's other, there's other players out there that you don't see that you don't know that are doing that and more. And that's who you're in competition with. So the only way you can best prepare yourself is to be doing anything and everything you can above and beyond what is minimally required of you, yourself in the best situation to give yourself the best opportunities to succeed. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Andy asks, if you were the boss of a professional team, how would you go about building a team culture? It, it'd be very similar to how I've gone about building perfect soccer, um, but faster, mainly because I'd have a larger budget. So what's great about perfect soccer in this community and the feedback that I get from you guys, as well as what I'm implementing with Ross on a daily basis, plus the new team members that we've, that we've brought on board. Ryan runs our B pro division, uh, quick plug for him. He, he just helped me launch the, uh, perfect soccer mentors program. So some, some, some of you guys, obviously you enjoy the free lives and all this free soccer content and everything that we put Put out there for you it's almost like group uh coaching so this is like group weekly coaching our mentorship program is more individual one-on-one -on -one specific training programs so um one-on-one -on -one building out your goals understanding your soccer your soccer goals and aspirations where you're at right now what you're struggling with where you want to go and then building um uh, uh building customized weekly training programs and having monthly individual training and consulting calls and obviously that comes that comes with me that because we're I'm building out a network of pros that I can connect you guys with that will put you through that program we're working we're doing the beta program right now I think we signed uh, the first person for that program literally today with Ryan so um, I know we're doing it discounted right now because it's through the beta program um, because we're going to use that feedback to better run the program, but um, uh, so oh yeah. So if you're interested in that, go to perfectsoccerskills.com/bpro and uh, fill out the application and apply for that. That's obviously that's for those who are really saying I want to play at the Division One level, I want to go pro one day, or I'm at the pro level, or I'm at the level, and I want ongoing or even you know at the youth level and i want ongoing personal mentorship i want to be able to have a pro player that i can access on a regular basis who's helping me put together a plan a training program as well as a off-field plan and program to learn connect with and network and get and move up the ranks right so that that'd be ongoing so there's a monthly fee associated with that and if you're interested in that Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash bpro. That's for players as well as parents and coaches. So the program uh, is adaptable for everyone. If you're a parent who's wanting to figure out how best to navigate and help your child or, or you're a coach who's wanting to learn and figure out how to best navigate um, your players and everything in between. So um, that ties in to why, what I was saying is
What Perfect Soccer is allowing me to do is it's allowing me to test and implement the ideas, my ideas that I've seen over my 11-year career of different coaching styles, different coaching philosophies, different cultures, different organizations, the good things, the bad things, and then the ideas that I think could address those bad things or the ideas I think need to be implemented to address things that some organizations, many organizations don't even think is a problem. Right, because I've come up through the perspective as a player, but I've also been a business owner while going through it. So I can see I can see both perspectives, um, very much from the business owner's perspective. The goal is to generate a profit and a return on investment, but also the player's perspective, where they're trying to they're trying to obviously create a future. Um, for themselves, their family, and be compensated uh, adequately for their efforts. But you know that's also juxtaposed to most players believe they're valued more than they are in the eyes of the organization because they don't understand how best how to properly value themselves within the organization. Now, from the organization's perspective that can be official to them because they can undervalue you and pay you very grossly below what you're actually worth um, mainly because you may you might not have the uh, the network or the understanding or knowledge or the support system to get other options but that also could mean that because you're in gro highly high demand you can be grossly overpaid um, and overvalued so that's we're playing having said all that um, I'd go about building the culture in the same manner in which I'm building Perfect Soccer. So if you go to perfectsoccerskills.com, you'll see what Perfect Soccer is, right? We're a platform that helps uh, connect you with to learn from pro players. And then our uh, our uh, core values are our uh, seven-step process, right? The AmeriCorps process, self-honesty, uh, self self-initiative, self-accountability, three S's of, of uh, self-awareness, growth-oriented. So goal setting, you've already seen that. Um, teamwork, because you need a network of individuals and people who are like-minded who are to help each other to grow. Uh, attention to details, because once you start doing those things, you'll start to become successful, and uh, that's great. But if you forget why you're successful and stop doing what got there, you'll quickly lose what you've what you've uh, put there. So attention to details means always be focused on uh, that, that North Star, right? Building a billion dollar company, what comes in with doing that? Um, what does it take? What do you have to learn to do that? And then um, above all, uh, fun or, or passion. You're doing this for a reason because you want to enjoy what you do. Uh, what's the point of doing it if you're, if you're not really passionate about it? For me, my definition of passion is work. My definition of work is life, right? Or I'm sorry, um, my definition of life is work, right? My definition of work is passion, and my definition of passion is what I would be doing whether I was praised, acknowledged, or paid for doing so. So I want my work to be my life, my life to be my work, my work to be my passion, my passion to be the thing that I'm doing. My passion is the thing that I'm doing, whether or whether or not anyone's paying attention to me, believing what I'm saying, agreeing what I'm doing, participating in what I am a part of or other, right? Um, so for me, there's there's a lot of layers and a lot of purpose in purpose, perfect soccer, why we built it, 
the way we've built it and the culture we're building here and why I'm very grateful to have you a part of it and being willing to listen to me talk about it and um, break down why it is the I think the way that I do and why we're implementing things in the manner that we're implementing them. And hopefully as time continues to go on, you will see and under, better understand more and more why things are the way that they are here and how we've built a process and system that helps you help yourself within the greater group, which turns everything into win-wins. So we're all helping each other compound our efforts. So, um, for me, that's the best type of culture, locker room culture that you can have, and it basically makes you unstoppable. It takes it takes time to build. It is not a it's not something that happens overnight. Um, but I'm happy that that's the case because the longer, as long as it takes to build, is as long as it would take to to crumble or fall. And um, with each passing week week that we're we're doing this, and you guys are hopefully learning more and more about what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, I, I hope that you're getting a lot of value out of it. I hope that it's serving you well, both on the field and off the field. And uh, it makes you believe and understand our process and be willing to share this with other people that you feel are connected to soccer, or would like to just improve where they are uh, mainly because soccer is just the vehicle that we're using to connect with people. It's not necessarily, you know, there's parallels in soccer in life, and we like to use our love of the game to find the uh, the links that we can and the lessons we've learned that we can apply on the field as well. So that's how I build the culture. That's how I've been thinking and doing it. And the things that I've been sharing and the processes that I've been sharing and showing you guys how it is I've been doing things is is uh, my way of basically, hopefully, uh, giving you the blueprint and the template that allowed me to get to where I am and, um, and will be the basis that I will use in the foundation to get me to where I want to go, as well as those around me uh, giving them the tools that they need to get to where they want to go. Because for me, success is just defined as what, how you define it for yourself. So thank you for that question, Andy. That was a good one. Uh, Chris Oz asked, do you suggest stretching after the game? I stretch before the game as well. Um, I think it more comes down to your own personal preference, like how does your body react and feel with it? Um, I'm not a fan of overstretching, I feel like you can overstretch, but I do think you need to stretch. Some people like dynamic stretching, some like static stretching. I think it's mo the most important thing is how do you feel mentally about it? Like, do you feel better when you're doing active stretching or do you feel better when you're doing um, 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 static stretching or not at all? Um, also, I would say Test and try everything so you can figure out what works best. Sometimes, maybe, like for instance, I don't like running, right? But the more I run and the extra running that I do, the better I perform on the field. I'm more fit. So just because you also don't like something doesn't mean don't do it. So maybe you like static stretching more than active stretching, but from testing it out, you realize when you actively stretch, you cover more ground, you're more active, you're more attentive in the game. So then it's saying, okay. You should probably active stre actively stretch. So don't use not liking something to be the justification for why 
don't do it, right? I think the most successful people do things, do the things that they don't want to do because they know they have to do it. Uh, Sage DBZ, but Quincy, where the advice at? Which advice? What do you mean? I don't give, I don't really give advice. I just share my thought process. And if you, if you choose to implement in your life, great. And if not, no problem. I'm just here to share, share my experiences. Uh, what are the film sessions like at the pro level? Uh, it depends on the organization, the coaching staff. Um, some, I've had some that just don't do film at all. I've had others that when they do film, focusing more on our overall shape as even how we want to transition offensively and defensively. Um, some break down player positions on the individual basis. Others are just film of the other team. So it really depends on what your goals are, what you're trying to get out of it. And more importantly, what the, uh, what the, uh, what the organization you're with is about. Um, let's see. Los Los said, "Yeah, to competition, you're you're never you'll never be able to see it because they're out there working." True. Like, I think uh, success is a lot more we don't see than what you do. So, like. When you guys don't see me on live, I could be just laying in bed, staring at the ceiling, doing nothing. Then you see me again next Thursday, right? Or I could be working my face off till, you know, until four in the morning and then go to sleep and get up and do it again. Um, you don't know, right? So it's really saying, what are you willing to do and how far are you willing to go and how much work are you willing to put in? Um, to get to where you say you want to go. How patient are you? How dedicated are you? And how consistent are you to, how consistent are you in your work to achieve your goals? And are you someone who will take responsibility for where you're at now and where, you, where you'll be? Um, and, and not be one to blame others for a lack of your success or attribute other people's success to luck. That's a mis I believe that that is a mistake. To believe that someone got where they are because they're lucky, I think is a mistake. I think that means you are underestimating them. I think that means there's a part of their process that you don't understand, and because you don't understand, you literally think it's magic. Um, I don't think it's magic. I think maybe process is easier than yours or quicker than yours, or they have access to a process that you don't have access to, but that's not luck. I choose not to think see it that way. I, for me, I believe if you if you chalk it up to luck, that means it's out of your control and there's nothing you can do. And if it's out of control and there's nothing you can do, then then stop complaining about it. I think by by acknowledging that it's luck, you get more power than it needs to have over you. But again, like I said, this is MSL. We're figuring out ways to discipline ourselves to doing what we need to do to get to where we say we want to go. And sometimes we got to, we've got to do some ridiculous things to get want to go. But once you're able to do it, it's not ridiculous anymore.
Uh, Nunez said, yo, sisters watching live with him. Can you give a shout out? Yeah, Karen Nunez. What up? Shout out, Alex Castillo. Welcome. Or thanks for joining us. Let's see. Ash.pin said, I love you so much. You inspire me to thrive to my goals. Well, that's what we're here to do. Now you go out and do the work to reach them. He said, I'm only 15 years old. That's what's up, man. Love that. Uh, uh, okay, Joe asked, when we're watching games, what, sh what should we be looking for to learn from? Uh, okay, so for me, when I'm watching, I'm watching as a student, student game. And what does that mean? So student means I'm watching with the idea of trying to understand from the player's perspective. So I'm trying to put myself in their shoes and trying to understand their thought process to the decisions that they're making on the field in any particular time or moment. So I'm not even watching, let's say, let's say I'm watching um, Seattle Sounders back in Day, right when Alon is playing for them, I think he plays for Cincinnati now, right? But let's say I'm watching Alon, and I'm going like, okay, he's dropping into the space in between two strikers to pick up the ball on a half turn, and he's always, he's always, he's always on the far side of the field as opposed on the far side of uh, on the field closest to the to the the sideline opposed to the far side. So then I'll say like, okay, I'm now noticing that he's always coming into that position there. Then I'm going okay. What's his thought process? And I'm guessing at this point, right? Because you're starting somewhere. You're saying like, okay, what may he be thinking? So now, okay, now I'm surveying the rest of the field. I'm going like, oh, okay. Dempsey at this time likes to play on that side of the field. Obafemi is on the opposite side. And he's pulling his, he's pulling his defender out into that space. So when Alonzo is dropping into that space there, he's forcing the opposing midfielder to have to commit, which is creating an angle for him to find uh, Obafemi off of his defender on that side, right? And now you're watching go like, oh, okay, okay, that's why I think he's doing that. All right, when are there times in the game when I can do that? And does it make sense for me to do it in our system and how we're doing it? And okay, what about that? Why is he able to do that, whereas another player isn't able to do it? And then you go like, okay, oh, okay, when he's in that position, most players get in that same position. They're not as confident with their first touch as he is. When he's taking his first touch, it's on the half turn. So he's putting it literally, let's say, six inches past his defender, which creates the space, and it, it, breaks down, it breaks down the opposing team, where most players, when they're touching it, they're touching it six inches backwards, which allows... That, def that offensive midfielder to get in a position that cuts off the entry pass, right? So that's how I'm watching it. And that can just be one centralized play, one moment on the field. But if the other team can't understand that thought process and can't figure out a solution to that problem, he finds success and he continues to get that pass into Obafemi, who now has options to find Dempsey and through and they're, they're doing their whole thing, right? So that would be an example of how you would be watching the game like a student of the game. So maybe I don't necessarily, I don't play defensive midfield, right? But watch, 
watching Alonzo and seeing what he does in that moment, I can go as a forward on the defensive side of the ball. Ah, can I bait him into thinking that I don't know that that's what he wants to do? So I'll take an angle where my first step before the ball comes in is I step towards the center back so he assumes I don't know that he wants to touch it past me. And right when the center back's going to touch it, then I change position and run at him. So maybe, you know, I did a, I just, I did a podcast with, with Amobi Akugo. So shout out Amobi Akugo. Akugo, a frugal, uh, a frugal athlete. You guys should go follow his account. Um, talks about financial literacy that you guys know I'm, I'm super adamant about. Um, in the beginning of the episode, he said, he wanted to make sure that he, he said, you know, I hated playing against you. You're an annoying player because you just, you worked so hard defensively. You made it hard as defenders. Defenders were supposed to defend um, forward players, but you were for defending defenders. Okay, so for me, that's basically saying I'm watching what they're used to and what other forwards do or don't do. So I'm understanding what they're not prepared for. So I'm going, okay, how is a way that I can disrupt what they're doing to create more opportunities for my teammates around me? Like you guys know and are understanding, I want to win more than I want to be the star of the show, right? You might not know that with me being the star of all these like Quincy Time episodes and all that, right? I, I want to win more than I want to be right. So if I think the idea is we need to play this formation, but we win with your formation, I will happily throw my formation in the trash and use yours because I want to win more than I want to be right. And I want to win more than I want to score a goal. I want to win more than I want to get assists. I want to win more than I want to be the guy who has his names in the paper, right? Um, maybe you guys could definitely see that like my time in, in Montreal, right? My focus that whole time that other was making it a ridiculously difficult for the for their back defensive and the defensive midfielders their back defense and the defensive midfielder to pick up the ball and find easy passes or to break or to break our first line of pressure and it's just wearing you down minute after minute so that by the 60th 70th minute you are exhausted mentally and you're making stupid decisions so that our extremely talented guys can bomb down and score goals, right? Um, that's my approach, and we win. We won a lot of games, right? So, so that has been my approach over my career. I want to win, and I'm thinking of how I can disrupt opposing team because I believe there are guys that I played with that are on my team that are technically much better than me, and I understand that. So why not try to get them the ball as many times as possible, as quick as possible, and make their job to do their job as easy as possible? That's the way that I play the game, and that's how I'm looking at the game and how I'm seeing and thinking about the game when I'm saying being a student of the game. So I'm, I'm, descri I'm, I'm describing to you how I'm breaking it down and watching it. So then it's saying taking that same process and applying it to your position. Maybe, um, so that would be on the defensive side. On the offensive side, maybe I'm watching like Robbie Keane in the, in the games, or I'm watching um, uh, uh, Bradley Wright Phillips and his movement in the box, um, uh, Kai Kamara. I'm seeing how they're, they're pulling their defenders in certain places. Jayasi Zardes, I think that he's getting uh, really good, especially with his movement in the box and composure in the box so like I'm watching those guys and I'm seeing the things that they've learned because I know they're watching the game student of the game so like if I can see what their movement is and why they're doing what they're doing that can give me a different and better level of understanding that I can then I in my game as well so um, 
MSL guys, Mental Strength League. A lot of this stuff. Once you get once you get that base level of like technical tactical ability, right? The thing that's setting guys apart is their speed, the dis the level of decisions that they make. So the quality of the decisions that they make and the speed at which the decisions. So your soccer IQ is is exponentially more important the higher the more highly skilled you get right and i think it's it's even more important than your skill at a at a certain point because if you can outthink your opponent it doesn't matter how much better he is if he can't ever you know maneuver around you but um yeah we got two minutes i got two minutes left guys you know before uh instagram kicks me off uh thanks everyone for joining in as always daily mls thanks for joining you guys know the replays are always up for 24 hours um after and then uh we we record the lives and make sure to upload them to the YouTube channel so if you guys haven't been up to date on the ask a soccer pro show or you you haven't been getting all this amazing knowledge dropped in your brains make sure you head over to perfect soccer skills um slash aasp ask a soccer pro and uh get caught up on all previous episodes we go live every thursday at 6 p.m pst happy to have you guys and if you're interested in the one-on-one -on -one mentorship program make you head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash b pro uh apply uh let us know where you're at and uh ryan will reach you directly um once he's gone through your application and we'll see if if we align with and what you've got going on and we can help you help you do what you want to do um if uh if you're just joining or you haven't already make sure you go to perfectsoccer.com slash book get a free copy of our book so you can start applying all the things that we've been talking about uh right away uh get your keep your questions there and i will see you guys next week and Kana said love the analysis talk quincy big help look forward to meeting you when dc comes to houston awesome man um be happy to sign some stuff, take a couple pictures, and uh, yeah, glad to be here. Katie! Um, yeah, of course, Joe. Appreciate it. Uh, Sage of DBZ, I didn't see your question, so I'll have to, so I'll have to get to you uh, next. I've got five seconds left before it, it cuts out. But thanks again. See you later. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again, and see you guys in the next episode.